I gotta get better at this. right there. Alright, I'll turn it back on. You remember this song? I don't. Tell you a good thing. But I like violin. Alright. Check out my nails during the next refrain. I do remember this song now. Alright. Is it stuck again? Hey, welcome back to, uh, what the hell are we in? 
uh, conspiring with Mr. Cooper. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 2022, 23. 23, hey. something, yeah, something like that. Well, it's all, it all mixes now. I am, I am not Mr. Cooper, and here is Mr. Tom Cooper. Hi, guys. <laughs> so, what have you been up to, Mr. Cooper? You've been conspiring? Um, no, I was putting in some more shower valves earlier today, and that then is, that's not got in with you a little bit, and uh, <laughs> we did a little bit of conspiring, absolutely. Yeah, I ate some cottage cheese. How'd that work out for you? I'll let you know. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lactose <laughs> I am not bright. <laughs> so, so Chris, you, you were playing Paula Abdul, and yesterday I came. I didn't read the article. Wow. I just, uh, it was about uh, performers, you know, movie people, uh, yeah. Paula Abdul, some others. She was in there. And they were doing, they were doing this. Oh. And apparently that has something to do with the rising of Osiris. Oh. So I'm going to have to look into that a little more and see what that's all about. Is that the Egyptian god? Yes, sir. Okay. And what's the... Uh, I've heard of that god. What is his or her specialty? Do you remember? Like offhand? I don't. Oh, okay. I'll we'll have to look it. We'll go back to it. All right. Yeah, but I've heard that was one of the bigger ones, right? That and uh, Zeus and what? No, that was Greek. No, um, Thor. Yeah, oh, that all was... the gods are all kind of the same, though. I think they're just named differently. Oh, like um, Horus. Yeah. Uh, we won't get into that right now because I'll get in trouble. But anyway, um, <laughs> really. we can get into that. I just don't feel like talking about it unless you do. I don't know. No biggie. What? <laughs> we have two guests. Yeah, we do. He's gonna walk by. Come here, yeah, Isaiah. Buddy. Say hi real quick. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Hey, buddy. <laughs> anyway, okay. He got in trouble. <laughs> oh, he got in trouble. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I get in trouble. In, in good trouble. I get in trouble every day. I'm probably in trouble now, and I don't even know it. Hi. Hi. What's your shirt say? Dream? Yeah. It's got to be. I don't really remember my dreams, but I wish you I know what, kangaroo ba what baby kangaroos are called? No. They're called joeys. And they go in the mom's pouch. They have a pouch. They climb in, and that's where the mom carries the joey. <laughs> they were called joeys? Really? Yes, sir. I thought they were called Phil. They were called Phil? Yeah, Phil, Philip. Oh, no. Phil. Joey. No, the pouch would fill up. Get it? No, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah I just came up with that. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one for me. <laughs> and, it and it was a clean joke. So there you go. <laughs> I yeah. can work clean, folks. I just choose not to. Yeah. <laughs> So what else was in this article? Just uh, pretty much the Illuminati is, you know, in, in, uh, embedded in all of our art and everything, that type of thing. I I just okay. it, I happened to come across it. I didn't really read it or anything. Oh, OK. I got you. But I wasn't going to I wasn't going to bring it up, but you played Paul Abdul. So that <laughs> made me. Yeah. So that's we why didn't, we didn't talk about playing that song whatsoever. That's what's kind of weird about it, you know. 
Yeah. When was the last time you heard about Paula Abdul? Same here. Like I, I haven't heard about her uh, in a long time. Yesterday. Well, yeah. It's been a while. Well, when you read the, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's I mean, what I mean. Of course, when I was younger, everybody thought she was she was hot or whatever. But I was, was a little you, too hot. I I don't know. I, I think she can be if she had the goth makeup on, you know, and she's got that Latina look with the yeah yeah yeah. Rush, rush is a good, good, good turn. You know? <laughs> straight up, right? Hey, straight up. Does anyone know that reference? Straight up. Anyway, yes, I'm old, folks. Anyway, so Mr. Cooper, um, time travel. What do you know? Um, <laughs> I will, Chris. This is whole thing. The whole back history. Um, there's a uh, Project Bluebeam. Um. Not yeah. oh, sorry, not Project Bluebeam, uh, Project Pegasus. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, basically that that one talks about uh, this gentleman who uh, dad was working for the government. Yes, he and, ran for president recently. That gentleman did, yeah. Actually, he's done it before, I think. Yeah. Um, but his dad was Bellagio. in some kind of Andrew Bellagio. I think that, Is that his name. I believe so. He did. He was on an episode of uh, Jesse Ventura's Conspiracy Theory, and he talked about Pegasus. That's right. And he was also on uh, Tinfoil Hat. Yes. Was he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. How did I miss that one? Anyway, uh, actually, it's it might be still be up. Let me uh, let me. I'll take a look, and if I okay. find it, I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, but anyway, I learned through this through Freeman Fly, pretty much. Um, and for those who are not familiar, like I, I wasn't really before until I started talking to you and Chuck, Chuck Cochelli, and even a cult priestess. Uh, for those out there, um, you give us like a little rundown of what he specializes in. Or? Oh, dude, he specializes in all conspiracy. Um, and he's been doing this just a little bit longer than Alex uh, Jones. Um, but I not, think he was he's not the same as Alex Jones, right? No, but they actually did work together in the same, like the same company, the same oh, uh, broadcast company was at one G time. Yeah, GCCN or Genesis or whatever network. Something I think like that. Yeah, it was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, well, basically, that's how we met Alex Jones, was through that, I think. I think now, that's how. What is his, his opinion of uh, AJ now, or does he ever talk about it? I, I don't know. I haven't. Okay. All right. I anyway, mean, so, but he was, if we, ever, if we ever get him on our show, we can always ask him. Well, that's the plan, I think, right? Like right now, OP, I think uh, she's uh, taking, shout out to uh, Cole Priestess. She, um, right now, I believe, um, I think you, you can make a donation. I think uh, she's taking a trip to Ohio at the moment. Uh, she left, I think she left Sunday. Yeah. And she is going to visit Aunt Patrick. Yeah, Aunt Pat, who's on hospice right now, from what I understand. So our uh, my thoughts are out there with uh, Aunt yeah, Pat. Prayers, prayers and blessings for OP yeah. and her family. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But she works so, with Freeman quite a bit too. So here we go. Yes. Um. So that which is awesome, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and that, oh, the plan was to have him on eventually. Anyway, to talk about the yeah. cloning, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I'd like to get him to do a couple shows if he'd be. In interested in doing that oh um, yeah yeah yeah. let's just get that um, but anyway, the first one set up <laughs> so he had a video with the gentleman that you were just talking about Andrew um, Bellagio, yeah. Andrew. 
and uh, it was uh, him talking about the Pegasus program. Yeah. Basically, what he said was uh, his dad was involved in time travel and works for the government and all that. The whole family was involved. He tells the story of him and his dad going on a trip in Mount Shasta, Mount Shasta, and they stopped at a little convenience store. And his father told him to stay in the car. Don't move. Don't go anywhere. Just stay right here. Yeah. He said his dad left. He was clean shaved. Oh, yeah. that's I remember. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So his when dad went back, into the store. Yeah. And his he said his dad was gone for about 20, 30 minutes, came back. And he had, he had like 12 o'clock shadow. He was already starting to grow a beard. So... Uh, um, wow. I've heard there's quite a bit of weird stuff going up up in Mount Shasta. So much is that? I've heard uh, that's in California. It's just before the Oregon border. Oh, okay. So way up there. Yeah, yeah it's up there. So you, go, you take the five or something, go all the yes. way up. Oh, okay. yeah. I've been up that a few times. Oh, that five from L.A. to San Fran. That going up the five is so creepy. There's like nothing in between. Like uh, just desert and yes. cars that were abandoned and shit. I remember, oh, it was creepy. Six-hour drive. One of the cities um, is called, is named Weed. It's called Weed? <laughs> yeah, Weed, California. What about Cush? Oh, I don't know. It's There could be one of those now. Who knows? Can we make a city called that out there? Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe not out there. It's kind of hot. Um, the last uh, Cush plant I did, Chris... Yeah, I knocked it out of the park, dude. Good I had you. two. I had a a fire OG. Yeah, and I think three OG pushes. Now we're talking about calisthenics, right? Right now, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about marijuana. <laughs> Mary Jane, Mary Jane Blige. Who? Yeah. Uh, I almost pulled a pound and a half off the fire OG. Oh, I did um, that the other day in the bathroom. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, is your nephew still there? Oh, my God. He doesn't even know what we're talking all right, about. All right, all right, yeah. I'm an idiot. Anyway, idiot. Okay. So, uh, oh, yeah, it's yeah. Kush. Good for yeah, you. the fire OG Kush, I did really well on. Almost a pound. And then. Uh, Does it work wonders? Do you feel better? Do you sleep better? Absolutely. Oh, well, this was a while ago, but uh, I haven't grown in a while. I just oh. I haven't had the time. So yeah, I got you. I got you. And uh, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's coming again for sure. I always love that name though, Kush. Kush, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I'm a big fan of the Kushes. I'm not a fan of the bush. Uh, depends on what kind of bush. Well, the beer, the asshole president. Uh, yeah, 70s bushes are right. Oh, I, you have your nephew right there. Oh, my God. All right. The president. Don't worry about it, dude. No worries. We're, it's all good, dude. He's, he ain't even paying attention to us. So. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wipe out. Okay. You got sound effects and everything. So, yeah. I, uh, he's a whore. Okay. Here, here so, we go. The gentleman also says that he uh, did a trip to the moon with uh, Obama. And this other guy, uh, he, I don't remember his name, but he said that this gentleman had was able to fix appliances by the age of four years old. 
Wow. So basically they could put a TV, a broken TV in front of him and he'd take it apart, fix it up, put it back together. <laughs> that was good. Good timing. All right. <laughs> That's what they use in comedy, I've heard. Anyway. Yeah, so yeah, Bilal, so, I don't know how true that is, but that's what he says. Yeah, didn't he use uh, Montauk? Um didn't they go through Montauk, him and Obama and them, like in one of those wormhole type scenarios? Or CERN. <laughs> Maybe it was CERN in, in uh Switzerland, I think. Yeah, who knows? Well, they just reopened CERN not that long ago, and apparently they did a little bit sacrifice i didn't know it was closed yeah they shut it down for a minute reopened i wonder i gotta look into that apparently, apparently from what i've heard and read that they've opened up 11 dimensions oh is this the chicken guy the colonel sanders oh, no no, no. no, no. Not colonel sanders oh that's a braxis a braxis that was the movie that my uh, jesse ventura was in my uncle yeah. mike he passed away now but uh, back in the day he played a victim and get shot and the blood and, yeah, yeah is the chicken-headed snake god who runs the 365 dimensions that we live in sounds like one of my cousins yeah <laughs> but, um, actually we have that i think uh that's awesome we have that here it is here but um, um, Oh, never mind. <laughs> wrong one. Wrong one. Got it. <laughs> oh, maybe this is it. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting rim shot, actually. He had a club yeah. or wound socket. <laughs> you better, you better laugh, motherfucker. Yeah. Right. Anyway, Al, I just heard and, then and then there's Al Bielik, um Oh yes. Who was who was good friends with Phil Schneider, which we're gonna do a show on him yeah. eventually. Oh, um yeah. and Phil Schneider is the gentleman who uh did dug the underground bases for the government for the military. Sure. Yep. So El, when we El Dolce, right? Uh El Duce, the, yeah, El Dolce, whatever. Oh, El, when I say El Duce, I'm thinking of the guy with the Kurt Cobain murder thing. <laughs> El Dolce, I think, yeah, Mexico. He observed an underground uh, battle between Green Berets and what he described as the Greys, right? Yes, sir. That's right. That's right. And that, that, that's official government paperwork, so uh, you can yeah. say it was a, a hoax or whatever you want, but that's not what the government paperwork right. said. Right. <laughs> and he died uh, very naturally, right? Uh, he died uh, from. Um, uh, he was uh, hung by a doorknob. So very natural. Happens all the time. Yeah, that's that's a, a CIA. All the time. <laughs> I don't know what the that's, fuck. <laughs> that that's one of their signature hits right there. I believe. By a doorknob. Yeah. Really. I that thought it was piano wire. I thought it was piano wire or something around his neck. Uh, or yeah, it, it's changed it a few times, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's to be expected in this kind of uh, research or this world that we find ourselves looking into. Um, now, what about time travel really gets like what, what gets you going with time travel? Because I love everything time travel, whether uh, it's real, it's not real, uh, in fiction, like anything time travel, it's like. Like yeah, yeah, no, I've always been into that. Um, 
I watched this one movie back in the day. Um, back to the Future. No, well, oh. it was before Back of the Back to the Future. Oh, oh. this is when I was a kid, and it was it kind of looked like a little box thing, and he had this like thing that would turn. Time it's traveler. A, it's a time traveler movie. Yeah, I just no, don't well, remember the name of the movie. I think it was called The Time Traveler. Oh, maybe. Or or Time Bandits or Time After Time. There's a whole bunch of them from the seventies, right there. Right. Um. Do you remember much? I'll tell you. I'll believe me. Uh, do, do you have a couple more details, maybe? Um, as far as who Al Bielik or just time travel oh, stuff? Movie. No, because now you got me. You got me uh, curious here. Um, um, what was the kind of again? It was like a, a rotating. Yeah, it was like a little circle thing rotating, and like I think that was the time travel. Yeah, I think that was the time travel going through. Through uh, all this stuff, and then bam, he stopped where he, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that was the time traveler based on the the novel H.G. Wells. I think the oh, was, that's uh, the probably what it was, dude. Yeah, I think it was the first one because they remade it with this guy, uh, this English guy named uh, Guy Pierce in like 2002. I saw that in the theater. It was okay, but the original though, I think, was from the 60s, 70s, maybe. Anyway, yeah, that's pretty cool. You like yeah, so Terminator. Sorry. Well, what about or what about Land of the Lost? The cartoon not wasn't a cartoon, but it was a kids show back in the day. Kids show. They went back in uh, what was with their father or whatever, and they yeah, were back in the dinosaur days. days. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one of the kids uh, turns into a cyclops or something, right? No, that's X Men. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, was gonna say I didn't see that show. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> then the mother was uh, kind of a bitch. Oh. Anyway, sorry. Um, that was on a lot of shows, actually, where the mother was a uh, real mother. <laughs> I, I'm going to just get my, I got my foot stuck uh, again with my neighbor. So I'm going to keep, I'm going to go off camera for a second, right? Yeah. Can you hear me? Can you all see my nephew? The other is my wife. Yeah. And, and yeah. And who, and there's a gentleman right, right behind you. Yeah, that's grandpa. Hey, Grandpa, like Grandpa Al Lewis, remember? Uh, that's Grandpa. I don't just, I just call him Grandpa. <laughs> You're like, he's not Grandpa Al Lewis. Al Lewis died a long time ago. He was Grandpa Munster. You remember him, Al Lewis? He said all of his close friends call him Daddy. <laughs> can I just call him Sir? Yeah, or you can call him Daddy if you want. <laughs> call him Sir. Seems <laughs> to like that. <laughs> Hello, there sir. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, I just got my foot out of my neighbor again. And I keep oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah, that happen. Yeah, and, um, I need some nicotine too. I just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like to do it off camera, but you know what? I'm not hiding anything anymore. Whatever. It, it's, it's an addiction. I got you. You know. So anyway, it's a time travel. I'll be. Al, Al Bielik. Bielik. How did you come across him? I've heard the name over that over time, but um, I came across him through uh, watching Phil Schneider, or yeah, Phil Schneider. Phil Schneider, yeah, yeah. Rest in um, peace. It was funny they didn't know each other for a long time, and then uh, somehow they hooked up and like they worked together. They just, they just didn't know each other, and right. then. Um, 
that hey, Phil he's, Schneider. Uh, he's passed, right? Bielik? Yeah. Bielik. Okay. Was then, that a little uh, more uh, natural or kind of the same way that doorknob thing? No, I'd have to, I'd have to look into that. I'm not oh, sure. Okay. okay. Um, who knows? Yeah. I mean, there's quite a few videos on YouTube. If you look up Al Bielik, um, of him talking about going into the future. Yeah. And into the, was it 2045 or something? 24, 40, 44, something like that. Basically, about the video war. talks about how it, um, how the world is run on a computer. Simulation theory. Yeah. And, really? uh, yeah, it, it didn't look like it was a bad thing, but with the video they had rolling, it looked like it, you know, kind of like the jet. I heard a theory that what we're living in now is a replay of something that was taped thousands of years ago and it's only being played now. I love you know, that Chris, theory because it's so out there. I love it. Uh, anything's possible, dude. Yeah. That's, you know. I mean, they injected cheese into the pizza crust. Anything is possible, Tom. Yes, sir. <laughs> you like that? When I was a fat slob, so yesterday, yes. Oh, no. you had one of them yesterday? No, no. <laughs> I haven't had that in a long time. Pizza Hut's been closed for a long time around here. Oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah. Not too many of those around. It's not very good, not very good for you either. <laughs> you know, come to find out. But back in the 80s, they had different ingredients, you know, like real ingredients, not whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Real got, cheese. Yeah. Like Papa Gino's <laughs> used to actually have like real oil and, and stuff, and not so much anymore. All that uh all that uh corn syrup crap came and replaced a lot of it. I remember when I worked at McDonald's in the late nineties. They started replacing it with this other the corn syrup. I was about to jack some stuff off his plate. <laughs> <laughs> Had pretzels and almost grabbed one. <laughs> you want to hear some time travel theories? Absolutely. All right, I pulled some of those. All right, here we go. We'll see if they're yawners or not. We got the Chinese tomb. You ever heard of that? I have not. It's the Chinese archaeologists were excited to open a 400-year-old tomb in 2008, only to find a small piece of metal inside, which was shaped like a watch. The tomb is believed to have been undisturbed, which left archaeologists scratching their heads when they found the watch frozen at 10.06, with the words Swiss engraved on the back. Was the person inside a time traveler? Huh. And then we got the we got the infamous John Titer. Remember him? No, I don't. John Titer, that's the name I know even more than Al uh, Bielik or um, a few others we were talking about. But many people argue that John Titer has offered the most compelling explanation for time travel, claiming to be from the year 2036, Another 2036 guy. John Titer supposedly traveled back in time to the year 2000 and shared his time traveling escapades on different online forums, answering many questions about time travel and why he had traveled back to the year 2000. 
He provided information and schematics about his time travel machine, which many people believe could actually create a time machine. However, he made many predictions that have yet to come true. He slipped off the forums in 2001 and was never heard from again. Is he out there or has he returned to his own time? Huh. That's John Titer. And then there was, I think, John Titer, or maybe it was a different gentleman, but I think I brought it up to you before about this guy that claimed he was from another dimension and he was from a piece of land that doesn't exist in, in our dimension, but he had a passport and he pointed on a map to a bunch of authorities that arrested him or kept him in like this hotel room. And then he disappeared from the hotel room, even though it was like guarded and stuff. I think I was talking to you and your wife about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, the guy had a passport from a, a country yeah, I, that doesn't exist. <laughs> now, Chris, what if that, what if, so, you know, do you know the flat earthers think that there's lands beyond the Antarctic shelves? Well, Admiral Byrd um, went down there and claimed in interviews that there was a whole other piece of land that was the size of the United States down in Antarctica and that had lots of resources. But that he was sucked down into the earth with a tractor beam. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Yeah. So in oh, his yeah. writings, he says that there was a big hole and that there, his plane was flying over it and that the plane like shut off, shut down. And oh, I think I heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took control of the plane and took him down into the hole. And he said yeah. when they got down there that it was lush, green, yeah. water. Everything looked beautiful. It was sunny down there. So. And there was like Nordic type alien, you know, the, the race, the Nordics, they, they claim. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That they um, were there, maybe? Uh, I That part I don't remember. Okay. But I. I you never know. I think it could I, be. I haven't break. personally read the the government paperwork on it. I just saw a documentary right. about it. I think I think there could be um, a breakaway civilization down there because all of that is military, like off limits. Like you're not as a civilian, you're not allowed to go anywhere near certain parts of Antarctica, which I always found to be very weird. Have you hey, heard so, that? Yeah, no, no, I've heard there's more than like google, like google earth won't even like show you on the satellites and stuff what's in that area so what if the flat earthers are right and those aliens are coming from other lands beyond the arctic shelf it could be what do they call what do they call the um the dividing wall or whatever it's in the bible i think a lot of bible uh christian people refer to it um it's like the uh it's like a it's like a wall of sorts, you know what I'm talking about, where we, we can't get through it or whatever. It's like oh, that, that would be the um the firmament. Firmament, thank you. That's what I yep. That's now what do you know about the firmament? Because I really don't know anything about it. Um, or what have you heard? Well, it does say on Werner von Braun's uh yes. um, he has a quote on there from the Bible from Salam. Um, I, I, don't, I couldn't quote it for you because I don't know right. it. But I've heard that. He's talking about is he's saying that he couldn't get his rockets past the firmament. Yes, that's right. But Chris, here's what I think. I think there is a firmament, 
but I also think there's a way to get past the firmament through a portal. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And yeah, maybe what? they have figured out how to open that portal. Or maybe they have, and they have been to the moon, into space. You know, keep going, Tom. I'm listening. I just, a six is in the stream with audio only. And I don't know why he's not, his little icon is in, up on the thing. Oh, that's crazy. Can you guys hear me? I did that last time, Chris. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that. Um, yeah, he's he's here in the. Uh, he's yeah, no, on. I thought it popped up. It said he was on. Yeah, so we can hear you, Six. Um, can you hear us? Yeah, I have a audio avatar selected, and okay. it should do that. It was doing it on my little test stream we did earlier. So I don't know why it wouldn't work here. Why you're not on here? Yeah. What is going on? Anyway, okay. Well, they can't really. We can't really see you anyway. So I guess it just <laughs> defeats the purpose. <laughs> yeah. But you came in at just the right moment because I'm on some medication right now where I have to use the facilities right now. Oh my goodness! Can you guys talk amongst yourself while I get my foot out of my neighbor again. Oh, I got this. Um, because I've yet to really get a chance to. Uh, speak with tom on air <laughs> perfect yeah I'm it's good to finally have a conversation with tom cooper on air here uh tom I, i've really appreciated the stuff that you've added about uh addiction especially in the past couple weeks because uh angry tiger and uh, uh chris did a little special on it too and I, I just uh that's something that's been talked about and i think one of the things about uh you know, our our whole direction at the show, you know, with the with the new prisoners is to uh, bring upon bring upon like some positive change for people in, in their lives. And I, I think that uh, with everything we've dealt with over the past few years, with the rise of addictions and, and just like the isolation and alienation people have been under, it's been a good thing to hear, man, like to hear people's stories and how they overcome that stuff. Absolutely. It was a rough ride, dude. That's for sure. I didn't really get a chance to tell my whole story, but it is what it is. We can always do another show on it or whatever. Well, yeah. Well, th that's the thing. Like being able to sort of elaborate on that and understand that it's been a, a rough ride. Like that's kind of what creates, you know, people that think like us, right? Like right. I, I have, I have a, uh, I have a theory that there's something about trauma that unites us sort of in this movement, this part of the alternative media. I think a lot of us have encountered things that sort of turn us on more so or awaken us to things a little bit more so than others. And I think right. that you, you have to experience it in order to understand it. It's really hard to encapsulate. It's hard to put into words, but just right. like that, lo that loss and, and regaining of faith, especially too. And it can yeah. be faith in a lot of things, but, you know, I think uh, faith, faith in the system, you know, is something that has left a lot of us. And I think that that's because yeah, we've been so wrong by it. System. <laughs> yeah. It, Not that I, I think, really did, but. Well, yeah, but it's just even that, even that can be romanticized, you know, fighting against the system. I mean, look at how many people that sold us out over the past couple of years. You know, yeah. it's just when it came down to the shots or it came down to, um, you know, so social uh, representation or anything like that. Um, whenever it comes to music or entertainment and all this other stuff. But, you know, with those people, you know, they, they can deny 
sort of the reality of things. They can romanticize the the opposition, whatever that opposition may be, on either side. It could be left or right, right? When we talk, you know, usually about a unit party or, you know, a two party paradigm type of thing, um, that ultimately that people like us, the people that have experienced that trauma, we know that the system will fail us because we've we've been in this situations with the system. Like we can't romanticize it. Like we yeah. we've lived the the harder experiences with it to live to tell the tales. Like listening to you or listening to Chuck Ocelli talk about his experiences. I mean, Chris, you've done ex extensive storytelling with Mr. Ocelli about you know you've done a, a series with him. In fact, uh, you know about yeah. his stories and upbringing. So I mean, there's just a lot to talk about when it comes to those things. But that's that's sort of like the hardness that makes. I don't know, good art. Like the the people that uh like I I'm I'm listening, I'm halfway through um Chris's uh show with Peter about the John <laughs> Lennon assassination. And good. what what Tom and I were talking about is sort of my little theory about trauma affecting us and bringing us to these types of things. Like yeah. the reason why we gravitate these types of topics or think these these, these ways critically is because we've been wrong somewhere along the way. And having lived with that trauma, even if it's our own doing, that there's something that leads us to this. But also that ties into great art now, doesn't it? Like when it, whenever it comes to some of the great artists that, Chris, that you've grew up listening to. Well, you don't find a happy comedian usually. Oh, yeah. They're pretty dark people. And uh, look at Robin Williams, man. Like oh, uh, that yeah. was that was an eye opener. At least I hope for a lot of people. That somebody like that, that that can bring that much joy to people and, and and seems like that happy of a person because he's synonymous with laughter is someone that himself is so miserable. But also the reason why he was so miserable, potentially, or I, I think it's it's been proven, is that he had early onset dementia. Yeah, and so, yeah, that and uh, some form of Parkinson's disease, I believe, too, was... Uh, uh, I actually got to talk to his best friend at one point um, for like a couple of minutes. And his best friend was a comedian by the name of Bobcat Goldthwaite from like the 80s. Yeah, yeah, I know Bobcat. I got to talk to him about... Uh, he was Zed was, in the Police Academy movies. Yes, he was Zed. That's right. He had that... <laughs> he had that like wild beast like persona or whatever. He even opened up for Nirvana on uh, one of their last tours. So I, I didn't talk to him about that, but I had just talked about uh, this is while Robin was still alive. It was actually a few months before Robin uh, passed away, but he actually helped Robin's widow um, set up the funeral and everything because they were really tight. A lot of people don't know that, but he actually di directed Robin in the movie World's Greatest Dad. I don't know if you remember that. That movie was a dark comedy. And they go into autoerotic fixation. Like Robin's son in the movie actually, you know, jerks off and like ties like a belt around him. Okay. And what I mean, happens? You have, you have time stamps? Are you, you going to make me like fast forward the, to this thing, Chris? That was the plot of the movie. But what happened was here's what made it dark and what made it kind of great. It, like, it's Bob not Cat, dark yet. <laughs> Bobcat wrote and directed it. It was called World's Greatest Dad. And basically, Robin Williams is playing like a, a teacher, an English teacher that was like a fail, like he failed at being an author and everything and a, a great writer. So okay. what happened was his son is like the one of the worst pieces of pieces of crap. Uh, I got to remember Tom's nephews right there. Um, oh, sorry. 
Yeah, that's, we should have let you know. He's running around. He's not paying oh, attention. Oh, like that. Okay. All right. All right. So anyway, um, so Robin's son is like one of the worst like human beings you could imagine, right? He's like horrible to everybody, and he's like a high school like d bag basically. Well, he kills himself by accident by doing the autoerotic fixation thing, right? So Robin, before he calls the cops, when he finds his son's you know body or whatever, he rearranges it to make it look like his son was just suicidal, like just killed himself by hanging. Like he puts, he pulls his, you know, his pants up and he cleans them up or whatever. And just, and he takes his son's like a diary or his journal or whatever. And he starts publishing the pages from the, the diary as if it was like his latest uh, work of art, like as a writer. And he actually becomes like a successful author and stuff based on his, his son's like goofy, like uh, journal entries and stuff. Anyway, I went off on this whole tangent, but the movie is dark and I love dark comedy. But what happened was they were friend, like best of friends for years and years, even though Robin was like a huge movie star and all this stuff. Bobcat did well for himself, you know, with what he did. You know, he was the voice of that bunny on that show, Unhappily Ever After. Like he was in the Police Academy movies. He he famously lit the Tonight Show couch on fire, like much to uh, Jay Leno's chagrin. You know, he did like stunts like that. And he opened for Nirvana and he knew Kurt, Kurt a little bit. Wasn't he the director of Super with Dwight from The Office and uh, the chick? No, that was James Gunn. Oh, that was was James James Gunn. Gunn. The guy who made uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and everything, yeah. No, he was was involved in another movie, the Bobcat, that was like really violent. Yeah, it was... was, uh, he made World's Greatest Dad with Robin right before Robin passed. And then he made... uh, There was another one about guns. America. Yeah. With yeah. Bill Murray's younger brother, who I'm trying to get on one of these shows or whatever. Bill Murray's brother, he goes on a whole rampage and just shoots people across America. <laughs> Tom, he literally, that's what the movie's all about. He just goes nuts like a, the movie Falling Down with uh, Michael Douglas. I was going to say, like, Falling Down. Yeah. And that's all he does is, like, because of all the crap that's on the news, he gets sick and tired of all these TikTok-type people. And he literally just goes and murders everybody that's on TV that is like an idiot, you know, like we see every single day now. Well, that's all that movie was about. <laughs> he teams up with like a little teenage girl, too. And they both like shoot people like the whole thing. Real politically incorrect. You, uh, I'm telling you guys would really like it. Well, it's funny, the movie falling down, um, because that's one of those movies where it's kind of like Scarface. Like, is this guy supposed to be the you know the protagonist or the antagonist the guy, here yeah, the like, like who's who's supposed yeah like so with uh something like like that movie the way it could be interpreted like falling down or some of these other movies well you have gavin mcginnis years later dressed up as uh michael douglas's character from falling right. down when he goes on joe rogan and joe immediately doesn't he doesn't recognize it immediately so then Gavin had to explain, like, come on, Joe. Yeah, this is like Michael Douglas' character from Falling Down. Well, and Tom, just like pointing out why he's dressed like that. Well, Tom, then, are, you, are, you, are you familiar with Gavin McGinnis? Just like before we go too far off that, for people that are not familiar, he has a really interesting like uh, backstory, this Gavin McGinnis uh, guy. Because he actually is a comedian, right? Right, Six? But yep. he kind of created a movement, a political movement without trying to. Yeah, uh, apparently he created, uh, helped create the Proud Boys as as a goof. As a goof. Oh, got you, got you. It was a goof. 
<laughs> they were they were to punch each other on the arm and uh they had to recite names of breakfast cereals right. while being punched in the arm. That's how you were beat into the gang, you know, like just like silly stuff like that. And like stuff that we can come up with easily on a show like this. You know, we yeah. could just put together a little spoof spoof. He would, and he would go on like Opie and Anthony, and he'd go on like Anthony Anthony Kumia's show when Anthony got kicked off the radio and everything. So let me get this let me get this straight. It's all a goof. Yeah. And now they're all on trial and everything. Uh yeah, it's sounds like a bunch of BS to me. In no, I mean as far as, as far as the, the Proud Boys go. I didn't know see I, I didn't know anything about those guys other than what I was told on the news, like they were white supremacists or whatever. You no, know what it, I mean? It was started by a comedian as a fucking Okay, so I didn't know that. And he would go on Joe all the time. He ran with that? Yeah. He would go yeah. on Joe Rogan all the time. They right. they promoted themselves as Western chauvinists. Yeah, which is kind of funny like if you think about it it's just like well what's wrong with thinking that your shit is the best like isn't that what when you go to a sporting event like chris have you ever been to a bruins game where like the bruins are second place hooray you know yes. like they want they want you to be first like you're always striving to be the best you want to win the stanley cup you don't want to be yeah. second place i want to be yeah. second yeah, like yeah. so like to, to think that uh somehow thinking that your culture is the superior culture like, don't we do that with other people's shit and other people's art all the time? Sorry, sorry, nephew. Um, oh, he's here right now, so you're fine. Okay, thank you. Uh, but yeah, but, but yeah, but we. Yeah, yeah thank you. It. No, but we 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 do that with other people's uh, cultures all the time. Like, if if we're gonna talk about something, like on a, on usually on shows like this, not on not on this uh, fine uh, established network <laughs> of ours. We're just talking um, about pussy parts. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like we're allowed, we're allowed to talk frankly because this is our universe and we do what we want here. But yeah. like on on regular TV, like Tom was talking about, like if you're to speak of the Proud Boys, you can only speak of them in a negative light, yep. or you can only use them for just empty vested rhetoric, uh, like we've seen from so many of the the J6 characters that yeah. that we've had to pay attention to, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but you know, th there's, there's a lot of it. In fact, I just got off a, a spaces now that made me want to vomit, um, into a can and then throw it on some of these people because they disgust me so much. But, so um, Tom, Twitter spaces is like a Q and a where all the listeners have an option to raise their hand and be a speaker if they want to. I was just on a spaces last week with Mr. Tripoli and we both were just listeners. We didn't raise our hand or anything. Go on. Oh, six. Well, yeah, they could be fun. Um, they can also be the type of place where, like, say, if we just wanted to pick somebody to to shit on, right? Yeah. So we could just start a spaces, and then th the only rule is is that you're only allowed to go in there and shit on that person. Now, I think that sounds kind kind of like an op, but you know, to other people that they think that's getting the truth out there, you know. So, um, it's just it's really been eye opening. Um, you know, being being in one of those right after listening to such a great conversation between Chuck O'Chelly tonight and David Knight. That was Yeah, I was so happy to listen to that, man. Uh, I've been, I've been such a fan of uh, David Knight's work throughout the pandemic. Like he's been one of my go-tos for information about COVID all throughout like 2020 into 2021, like that kind of stuff. And, <laughs> and he um, stood up to Alex Jones. Well, yeah. And anyone, uh, well, it, it's not to, to try and like grant a trophy the, just for participating, right? And standing up to something. 
it's it's the principle of what he stood up for. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 I, I think that, you know, a lot of a other lot people of the, want to couch out and say, oh, I, I need the paycheck or whatever. Uh, Mr. Knight was able to say, you know what? Fine. Yeah. You're fire me. I'll start my own thing. Thank you. I mean, not only does David, you know, appear to stand by his principles, but also like you, his presentation is there's there's a great uh, Steve line, uh, a Steve Martin line. Jeez, I botched it Fuck already. Uh -huh. Um yeah, but uh, yeah, there's this great Steve Martin line. Yeah, here we go. Um, that states, uh, "Be so good they can't deny you." Uh -huh. And I, I think that uh, one thing about David Knight is, it's just you fucking you you have a hard time refuting his presentation. Like you may not, I mean, just like Chuck was willing to challenge him on certain points, and then yeah. like you can see in the conversation where Chuck is just like, you know what? I bet you we are pretty much on the same page at the end. Yeah. And uh, and and one of the things that sort of came of, of light in that conversation, too, is the label thing. Yeah. The, what we do to each other. Well, I'm, I'm a this and I'm a that and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a who's it and I'm a what's it. And like, who gives a shit? Like, that's yeah. great. Those are abstracts, are man. Yeah. Those are abstracts. Like, I mean, if we want to simplify yeah, really things, yeah, let's just get down to the ultimate abstract. Like, we're we're all pretty much human. Uh, those of us that aren't reptilian, <laughs> you know, <laughs> thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> nope. yeah, we got it. Got it. Nope. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> but, um, now what, what I loved about a conversation like that, though, is that it shows that, uh, one of the things we, we talk about on the show is that things sort of arrive at their own logical conclusions. Yeah, like they do it with or without us, but sometimes those of us that are listening and following these things, you know, rather closely, um, yeah. just like you can play chess and know where the pieces are going to fall. I um, play checkers. Yeah, well, hey, even that it requires I'm simple. No, no, no. That's I, I, I have to appreciate games like that too, and that's one of the things it it, it teaches you not to um even like a game like tic tac toe, right? It could be that 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 simple. You never underestimate your foe. Like never underestimate somebody that you're playing in chess. Like you can get your ass whooped by an eight year old in checkers, you know. Yeah. It can happen. And who and told you? Who told you? I sharp eight year olds out I there too. You know. <laughs> you know. And, no, and I owe um, you twenty bucks. Well, yeah, and and, and at, at my age, and you know, me. people people in our age range, and and, and everything. Like, think yeah. about it. There's there's kids right now that are playing you know supercomputers. And chess You're playing like dark web, dude. What are you talking about? And having about? a you know fight though. Oh yeah, well yeah, there's that. But um, you know, there there's there's a tremendous amount of hope in people learning little simple things like that. Like I, I love little strategy games and puzzle games. Now they're super oh, yeah. addictive, they're addictive as fuck. Like I had to I had to remove puzzle games off my phone because I'll just burn out my battery and burn out my yeah, it was like me with huffing gas. It takes takes a while what you get off of it. Oh yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll I'll be I'll be real frank. Like um, Doctor Mario for NES, super <laughs> yeah. game for me. Doctor Mario pills everywhere. Pills. Remember Tom the pills? Yeah, <laughs> love tossing the little pills. You remember Doctor Mario? It was literally uh, pills. it was like Tetris, but pills falling. He had to like turn them so they lined up with like different colors and shit. Gentlemen, there weren't a whole lot of computers around when I was a kid, and when I was a kid, I was out playing in the dirt. So. <laughs> So I wasn't really into like the video. I mean, I had Atari and stuff like that, but well, well, that Tom, just we were six and I, we're roughly the same age, I believe. 
and we were like the last generation that would go out and play with sticks so i did we did the same thing you did but we had the added element of nintendo was just coming out in like 85 around there so on a rainy day we'd go and play zelda or metroid or whatever so we were kind of like right we were with you there but we had the internet didn't wasn't quite there yet either until like 95 or whatever and if you wanted to like me i had to go to the fucking library to go on the internet you know what i mean right. i mean i have plenty of analog toys don't worry because uh i've oh, had yeah. my ass whipped with a uh fucking that pool noodle thing that was attached to the end of the ghostbusters proton pack remember that, I had Chris? that too yes <laughs> I did. it was like a nerf thing yeah, it's like a nerf thing. Yeah. Tom's um, like, what are you talking about? Remember Ghostbusters? <laughs> well, they had the toy, right? But they had right. this, they had this long green like dildo type thing, but it was yeah. like a nerf. And they would have it where you could turn it, and it was kind of like weird. It made it was supposed to look like the uh the uh what do you call it? The, the streams that were coming out of the proton packs, you know. <laughs> Tom's like, just go on. <laughs> yeah, there was that. Um also, the uh, Thundercats sword. The oh Thundercats my God! You had that, made of that thick, hard plastic, and getting your ass whipped with that was terrible. Because I, I, I had that. Child. Dude, I, was such I had that in the mask, and they had a thing <laughs> that was almost like a wrestler's belt that you would put around your stomach. Yep. Thundercats. Argo. No, that was Thunder Thunderbirds, but Thundercats. Yeah. Anyway, Tom, what do you think? <laughs> oh, okay. So six. Yes, yeah, there so is Thundercats porn. What? Um, oh. <laughs> meow. You, Chris said something about um, something from the gutter. So screams from the gutter, and I, it's a, an Italian band, but I can't remember the 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 name of the band. So I'll try to remember before the end of the show. Screams from the gutter. That sounds like an yeah. awesome. It's album. going on my list of bands that Tom told me about. I literally have a, a list on my phone. That's just list of bands that Tom told me about. <laughs> well, what about Pissing Razors? I told you about that. I'm not about Pissing Razors. Oh. They've been around for a minute. Oh. Mick Morrow's Head? No, you told me about Mick Morrow's Head. Now, I think I'd oh, heard about that from... I forget where the hell I heard about that name. It's nothing hey. I ever really followed up on. Mick Morrow was the dude in Twilight Zone movie. He literally on the set got his head cut out by a helicopter. Mick Morrow. Rest in peace. Yeah, <laughs> I can derail now. Oh no, it's not derailed. I'm just I, I, I have to get to it. Yes, yes. Truth is out there, my friend. There's so much. We'll out never there. find it. <laughs> we'll never find it because it was memory hold. Like there's there's Encyclopedia Metallium or whatever it's called. Like there's there's metal encyclopedias online, and I don't I don't like going to uh, Wikipedia as much because Wikipedia is such garbage, yeah. And I hate supporting it with clicks. So whenever I find like uh, online metal encyclopedias, like the one that I have been perusing, um, they utilize a lot of YouTube links. Yeah, I would love to see that switch over to another platform, like or do a platform like that, like putting together like a metal encyclopedia like that. Where instead of uh, YouTube embeds, it could be Rumble embeds of that music. Wow, that'd be pretty nice, you know. Just because it would be something where you know people that don't want to support YouTube or got banned from YouTube, like <clears throat> like myself, um, right. that we could go to Rumble or uh, whatever other platform would would host something like that. But I think that would be just great. 
I, I think that's something that's important to do too, is like um, whenever we um, are archiving information and, and Chris, you and I talk about this all the time too, off air about how, what we do to preserve, you know, certain art uh, going forward and parts of our culture is that, yeah. you know, if, if we could put together uh, our own online archives way of back different things. The, yeah. Different one. Yeah. 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 To not be relying on other things, like to do our own archiving of different, it, it could be metal bands, like, especially if you have analog stuff. Oh yeah. Like putting that over to, you know, to digital and that was and, ne stuff that was never digitized in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with old punk and hardcore and metal records, like all the local stuff that never made it out of the, the scene or that, you know, the region that, the, that it's in. Yeah. Like there's so much stuff there that could be archived too. Well, that, gentlemen, I had so much old school punk rock from Napster back in the day on a, on a hard drive, and I lost the hard drive. Did you have fear, dude? Did I you had have fear because fear was awesome. Yeah, I had every almost every obscure punk band you could ever think of, dude. If if you could think of it, I had it. The Anal Splinters. Uh, that was a band. No, it's huh? not. Well, it was my band, but yeah, we have. Uh, we never had a number one hit called "You're Just Another Pain in My Ace." <laughs> no, so yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. Um, what? Do you, how do you feel about time travel? Oh, here we go. Oh, so here's here's a crazy thing that I was gonna shoot your guys's way. Um, that I we had op on the new prisoners finally. And we had talked yeah. a little bit about doing that watch along about room. What is it? Room 237? Room 237 about Stanley Kubrick hiding clues about the faked moon landing while he was making The Shining. Yes. So the idea of the moon landing itself, and this is kind of my roundabout answer here when it comes to time travel, is that I was thinking the other day that with uh, the moon landing, with certain uh, impossibilities, being you know the limitations the equipment you know just like what would david uh, gowan wagging the moon doggy yes. check it out it'll show you the whole thing was weird that's all i was thinking like uh that type of space travel not being possible is that lately we've had a lot of predictive programming in media about dimensions and dimensional travel so that the the preparation that we're all receiving through media is not about the like the space travel time travel in the sense of like warp speed and going through time that way right but the fact is is that you can go through dimensional portholes like and cross through marvel's different doing. space and time what marvel's doing with like ant-man being able to go to the quantum realm and time travel in avengers yeah. endgame right yeah they're readying the public for this and that's why they show us such bizarre things. Like this is why our media in my mind too is getting a little bit more bizarre as we go along. Like they have to show you more graphically bizarre things. They have to show you um, drag queens uh, twerking in kids' faces yeah, well, because yeah. like, because the other dimensions aren't sensical the way that ours is. It's not logical the way that ours is. So if you were to take a glimpse into other people's worlds, like our sense of normality, our sense of morality, everything could be, could be upside down. So you have to defeat that in your brain. You have to defeat that in people's mindset in order to get them to accept 
like a sort of a moral relativism of the fact that you could be peering into so many different dimensions, different versions of your world, different versions of yourself. That's what dreams are to me. That's what I well, think. Yeah. Look at the different, yeah, perce- the doors of perception. My doppelgangers know. and other, other, uh, my, uh, what do you call them in, uh, the variants in Marvel is your, uh, your doppelganger in another plane somewhere. I think that's what dreams are. Right. I mean, Tom, it's, please it's, tell Six. It's awesome. It's a please, Tom, God yeah, with, if you have any. Yeah, please. Six, hear this. Six, do you know who Abraxas is? Abraxas. Why does that yes. sound, familiarize me? Just, just so the audience knows too. Abraxas is a chicken-headed snake god that runs the 365 dimensions that we live in. Okay. But that's all he does. He doesn't interfere in anything else. He just makes sure the dimensions run properly. Yeah. He's he's like King Yama in um, Dragon Ball Z. And in the afterlife in the Dragon Ball Z canon, there is a character called King Yama. And he's basically like this giant. And he's the one that kind of rules over the, the gates to the different dimensions. So when you passed away in the Dragon Ball Z canon, you go off into a different dimension. And there's several of them. It's not just heaven and hell and stuff like that. So six, you have? Do you subscribe to Rockfin? Um, I don't subscribe to Rockfin, um, but I do watch a lot of shows on Rockfin. Okay, so you might be able to find this gentleman on um, on you. I think he does on YouTube too. Um, Miguel Connor, he does a show uh, podcast named Aeon Bites. Okay. I'm taking um, note of it. Miguel, Miguel Connor. Yeah. Um, I don't know if all of his stuff's premium on Rockfin. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'll I'll definitely try and check it out. Usually, those shows too are distributed across like multiple platforms. Like sometimes it'll yeah. be Rockfin exclusive, and then you'll find it on uh, whatever the fuck a couple days later. So. Yeah, triple tinfoil hat. Yeah, they all are usually the next couple of days. Yeah, I think Paul Priestess might have been on Aeon Bites. I'm not sure though. I'd have to Ooh. go back and look. But he yeah, does a I lot mean, of esoteric stuff. So the other dimensions, though, I'm convinced. Well, the last thing I uh, watched and read about CERN is they had already opened eleven dimensions. So okay, eleven, that's where it was. Eleven dimensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six. Have you heard that CERN was shut down for a little while? Well, they're building a bigger one. Yes. Like, yeah, we we reported on that. Um, geez, well, my life was kind of shifting there a while, like so that. I was kind no. of out of the loop. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I I can't remember. But I would I would have to pull up the episode. It might take me a second, but I remember um, a yeah, lot. Last time the, reported that so one of the scientists got eaten by something that came through the fucking the, the uh, portal or whatever. <laughs> you never know. I don't know. You never know. Um, it was like in one of the tunnels, you know, the long, long, long tunnels. Well, my thing is, is that, okay, so if you had access to interdimensional portals, um, you there's not a lot of guarantees uh, that you're not going to create some sort of harm, right? Right. Uh, by, by jumping into something like that. So this is creating be- a black hole on Earth like they do all the time and don't ask anyone's permission. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of pissed about that. Yeah, so I, I don't, 
I mean, it's really hard to ju- it's it's hard to speculate, right? The mindset right. of the people involved, because <laughs> yeah. I, I think that somebody that might be working on a project like that thinks that their that their the technology is going to save. Yeah, the technology is going to save the world. They they think of John Lennon's Imagine in a different light, right? Right. They're, they're they're following a different path of they, they, they have science and god and their their way of truth and light and that they're going to bring right. they're going to be the saviors they're the ones that are being talked up by the universities and by these big ass corporations to go and serve them and right. provide them with all this knowledge well i mean that's that's why oppenheimer after he made the bomb turned around and made that uh famous quote about being death <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> you know like he realized what he had done. Like I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of people within the the vaccine movement that felt exactly the same way, you know, and, and just turn around and go, oh, oh my god, what what have I done with my life's work? Right. Like what have I served? Now and there also that there there has been a tremendous amount of junk science that has been pursued for decades by prestigious universities and by the biggest organizations on the on the, on the face of the planet. Um. And because of that, like uh, one example is uh, believing that cancer was a virus. I've heard that for a long time, cancer research was focused mainly on proving and treating cancer as a virus. Wow. They had no idea. Now, this was this was funded by billionaire heiresses that lost their loved ones to cancer. This is, you know, built upon, you know, lots of uh, uh, scaremongering by the media. And other things, and and just also people dumping, you know. Well, I jump, I jump twice a day, but I try not to anymore. Well, yeah, but you think about you think about you know wanting to cure uh, a a disease, right? People pouring money into stuff like that. That was just that just became a slush fund to do science in different various ways, right? To experiment on different things, to produce different things, to experiment on people. But the entire time, the premise that they were chasing was false so i mean we could we could argue that yes like these people there's a potential there that they're they are opening up dimensions you know to other places through space and time that they're altering things that that our our current timeline even could be being altered and we're not made aware of it um this could be why that they're centralizing information on massive servers um, yeah. keep and, and, and monopolizing information. NSA too. in Utah? Well, yeah, but Google itself. Google yeah. itself buying up all the different libraries around around the United States. Yeah, what is like, up with that? Well, yeah, but imagine where the information goes when it's in the hands of one ruler. <laughs> what can you do with it? Can you erase it? Yeah. You know, or, or can you alter it? You know, is this the way is this the way that you leak out you know information to the public that has no access to these walled you know gardens, these libraries? Right. Um, that when you when you leak out these little bits of information from the library, that people are just supposed to take it as truth. And people won't even know to be critical to even question otherwise, or else they'll be deemed dangerous because people people that are in groups and you're supposed to adhere to a group for a particular goal, like you a utilitarian goal. Anyone yeah. that asks questions, you know, of the leadership or the direction of the group is is a danger to that group. Like that that's how it's naturally perceived. That's just just our human nature. So like people that are working on these CERN, like going back to CERN, but like people that are working on these projects, um, I see them as, you know, a lot of them could be really noble people, but right. they just don't know what they're serving. 
compartmentalization, then, like in the military, they don't know what one hand is doing across the aisle, right? I'll go as far to say as they don't know what they're doing. Period. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't. I mean, what they're messing with is the problem. Well, it could be. It could be something like NASA, where just like they got to where the limits of what our understanding of these things are, and just the rest of it is just uh, puffering. You know, it's a, it's a way. It's like pump and dump schemes with stock. So you puff up like, oh, we have this great new advancement. You know, it's coming. We got this big new thing coming up. We just need your uh, funding for it. We just need you to send us all these resources. You know, <laughs> we need we need the cooperation of all these different universes. Just keep the roots going. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be real. Nothing yeah. about CERN has to be real. It could be a big fucking fleshlight. Like that's <laughs> for Godzilla. That's for all we know. Well, like, for me. Really... What's up? Oh, we had the applause. <laughs> yeah. But do you really think that? Well, yeah, I think take, that the, take the politician hat off, Six. It's just us. Just us and thousands of other people, probably. Hopefully. I think that my understanding of what they could possibly doing be doing, like, there's no way for me to fact check their homework. But right. also, I don't have a lot of, like, stuff presented to me that right. shows me that what they're doing is, is for any good to mankind. <laughs> like, especially given the dangers. Like, if this is something uh, of the... Uh, same type of well they could have lit the atmosphere on fire while doing the atomic tests and yeah. this is something that was talked about in scientific realms but they they just did it anyway like i want to know at least i want i want it as much to be ruled out as possible that they're not going to open up like an uncontrollable black hole uh create you know timeline disruptions uh, make my face turn into a triangle or something like that, or we're all looking like the Simpsons or tomorrow. Yeah, or give me weird. horrible scars on my face. Oh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> oh no, they've done it. No, but um, oh. yeah, like what assurances could they give anybody? Like what kind of guidance is is there for something like this? It just could, it shows you that how f uh, frail and pathetic, like any type of regulation or any type of government like has over a project like this. Right. Like, well, where's the international community? Like the international community doesn't want us to like burn extra gallons of diesel. Right. They don't want, they don't want us using up too much carbon. They don't want us cutting down a tree in the rainforest, even if it makes sense to do so sometimes. They and don't want them flying around in jets. Yeah. 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 Or they just, they just want your, your chickens to be attacked by coyotes because they want to protect them. They don't know what, they don't know anything. The people <laughs> that regulate things don't know anything. Um, they follow stupid garbage science all the time, uh, climate science. Um, you know, so I mean, who knows what's actually going on there? The whole thing could be just a giant satanic prayer temple. So they got my letters. Yeah, I mean, it's just who knows. I really don't know. Like my mind is completely open whenever it comes to this. I joke about it a lot. Uh, John Henry and I talk about it, but it's mainly like the stuff that I get about CERN is the stuff that I couldn't possibly verify it's like somebody sends me a screenshot of something that somebody posted on instagram about it yeah and then there's like no link there's no follow-up there's nothing to read there's nothing to follow there's nothing to jump into and just like if you go like i could go to their website and take their stuff for granted sure um i, I don't know if they're accepting phone calls and a hotline right now maybe we can call them up and be like hey 
Are you guys opening up inter- interdimensional portholes? You have to tell us. Yeah, what, what's the deal, guys? Like, just tell us. <laughs> you know, like the journalistic mind uh, of me uh, just really doesn't, I don't know. I don't know that much about it. It's fun to speculate about, um, especially whenever it comes to dangers, because we're talking about science and, and major investment here, uh, yeah. major investment to produce something. So if you're desperate to produce something, are you desperate to do something that's amoral? Are you desperate to take a risk that shouldn't have been done? I mean, look at all these people in finance. Are they taking calculated risks whenever they're investing in in things like these banks that have been going under and stuff? Like, you know, I, I don't think the scientific minds are any different than these geniuses at the top of the financial structure. Right. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know who to, I definitely don't trust any type of appeal to authority, which is like, well, this guy's like a brainiac science scientist. So you have to, you have to follow what he says. Like, no, <laughs> no. I'll, I'll take what he has to say, you know, like I'll, I'll listen to anybody really yeah. about this topic. But um, even yeah. like Rosie O'Donnell and stuff. Well, actually, you know what? She came out of my building. So I'll leave Rosie alone. Yeah, yeah. Well, if there's any hope uh, for us as as humankind is to put Rosie in front of that thing and, and allow the two masses to take on one another. It's just right. that I think that Rosie may have that mutant power that she could take on mass that way. We're just like she just keeps getting bigger and bigger like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Wow. She just inhales the black hole itself because yeah, I saw that on a, on a Spank Bang. Yeah, yeah. It's like osmosis. It's just like she is denser than the black hole itself. So just like the, the density. That was the title of it. It was not Spank Bang. It was um, X-Hamster. X-Hamster. Don't look that up, kids. That's like, when it's all over, she just lifts her leg and lets out like a little like Tupperware queef. <laughs> You should get a sound bite for that one, Chris. And then the credits roll. Yeah. <laughs> That's the end of that movie. Rosie O'Donnell versus the Black Hole. <laughs> TMP Productions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love to make like old monster movies like that. If we had a soundstage, Chris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would like to do that very much, yes. I mean, but, could you imagine Rosie O'Donnell versus the Black Hole? Like, what you could do with that? I saw that, and you know what? Um, you need to put a whole bunch of different tarps down in the room, you know? You know, ruin the furniture. Oh, yeah, we have a child in the next room. All right, never mind. Um, I'm sorry. Tom, I, have you ever seen the movie, speaking of Rosie O'Donnell, the, the one that she's in with Richard Dreyfus, where they're they're at, like, the sex camp? Oh, you got the wrong no. Oh, yeah. Don't. Don't ever see that movie. <laughs> if you ever see anything with that description at all, don't see that movie because she, okay. comes, Ex- she comes Ex- out Ex- like Ex- lingerie. Ex- oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just Ex- totally Ex- Eden. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Exiting Eden. And I, I never saw it. Yeah. No, it's Exit 2. Right? It's, it's really Exiting Eden. It's just, just like you run, you're running, running out of Eden fucking screaming is actually more. More of a fitting title, um, yeah, or that, or the movie uh, "Hope Floats." Yeah, <laughs> something floated. Not hope. 
That sounds gross. <laughs> Very gross. Yeah. That and the Joy Luck Club. That would be better if Hope Floats would be better if it was about Bob Hope. And Bob Hope is like a Lucio Fulci like type of uh, zombie that's floating downstream of a river and then lands on a riverbank and starts attacking attacking some campers. Like a bloated Bob Hope corpse just attacking campers. Hope floats. Good night, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by the USO. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna have something to talk. <laughs> um, Chris, are you from or not Chris? Sorry, six. Are you familiar with a gentleman named Bear Lando? He was a doctor for the elite. Bear Lando. He's been on tinfoil hat. Oh damn. Okay. Um, he also does a podcast on YouTube. Okay. All right, so I'm I'm putting it on the list. Bear Lando. Now, what's uh, what's 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 Bear Bear Lando into? So, uh, he used to be a doctor for the elite, and basically, he would he said that there were no uh vaccines like or anything like that involved, no pharmaceuticals. Um, that he used to he had these, you know what? How uh, they use the rods to find water. Yeah. Yeah. So he used something like that, but he would also look at a screen while he was uh, using these probes or whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah, but that's how he would determine how they were sick. But I was telling Chris that the doctor I go to, um, she's a natural, natural path doctor. Um, and she also, she has this machine that she got from China. And basically what you do is you hold this one. She has this one little probe that you hold in your hand. And then she hits you with this other probe on these specific pressure points. And uh, red is bad. Green is, is you're doing all right. Um, so I went, I had a, a physical. And the day before I had four teeth pulled. And she was probing me with this thing. And she said, uh, uh, you have bad teeth. And I'm like, uh, doc, I just went to the i just had four teeth pulled she's like well you you need to take care of that so the machine that she was using uh, i don't know how if it's bs or what but she knew my teeth were bad through this machine and i didn't tell her that i had my teeth pulled the day before so well it's uh some type of chinese thing but apparently she's not allowed to use it here if she gets caught using it she'll lose her license so that's amazing. Why don't, why don't we leave it up to any type of regulatory agency to verify what a scientific piece of equipment is? Like what egg? I want to know the egghead that gets that job where they, they go in with like their clipboard and they got to look at the box or whatever it is that, that hooked up to you. And they go, yeah, this this makes sense. But then, you know, some something else just completely gets to uh, get to be presented as as real, like a COVID test. <laughs> so. There's a Russian uh, mathematician through 40 years of his research says that everything that we've been told from the 1500s to the present time is all a lie. And that's including the Bible. So um, that was also on a tinfoil hat show about Tataria. I don't know how familiar you are, familiar you are with Tataria, but 
Um, yeah. So I've been trying to find that Russian mathematician's name and I haven't, I've been, I haven't been able to find it because I'd like to look into that dude some more. So I think it was uh, professor uh, Tara Titsoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be hard to find then, would it? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> Spank bang. No, no, no. Right? <laughs> was that, that the up. making of Tetris movie that I heard about? No, that's a that's yes, yes, it is. We'll go with that. I heard they snuck it out of Russia. That's yeah, they had to, they had to sneak the game out. But anyway, gentlemen, this has been another conspiring with Mr. Cooper just because I had to get up early and interview Midnight Mike from our big dumb podcast. Oh, nice. Good job, Heck yeah. thank you. Yeah, he wants to do it at like 7 a.m. Oh. oh. Yeah, you both did it. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're both we're both night people. The Tom and I. Oh, so am I. Yeah, Yeah, I'm usually going. I'm up late for sure. (laughs) And with that, here we go. Hold on, folks. Uh, It's been hey, Tom, Mister Cooper, play Uh, us out. Watch, watch us next week. We're going to do a show about Bill Cooper. Yeah. Uh, oh, A6. You ever heard this? Uh, you probably haven't heard this, but you ever heard of like, uh, remember in Terminator where the guy, the black guy's like, we got a goddamn phone book killer here. Remember that? Because mm. he's looking up the T-800 Arnold is looking up Sarah Connor because he doesn't have a picture of her. So he goes through the phone book and literally starts killing Sarah Connors. Okay. Okay. So he's going down the list and he, he shoots a couple of Sarah Connors before he gets to the actual Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor. Well, in real life, apparently that happened in the state of Arizona on 9 11, 2001, with a whole bunch of uh, William or Bill Coopers at the same time that the actual Bill Cooper was scheduled to be arrested originally. But then the attacks happened at the same time. And I think they wanted to murder him right then and there um, under the cover of the 9-11 attacks in which he predicted. Um, but he saved his, his life for about another two months because he went on the air for nine hours and covered the attacks. So that is from Doyle Shamley, uh, Bill Cooper's right-hand man. And then when he talked to Jack Blood in like 2008, I think, you remember Mr. Blood, right? He was on Chuck's uh, network up until like last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, that's a little taste. The, the other is not free. Well, it is free, but, <laughs> but here we are. We're going to play it out with here. Uh, I think it's one of Tom's favorite favorites, cool. right? Sure. Right, here we go. Here we go. Shut off. Oh. Not yet. Oh my god. Can't stop, Leo. Oh, he's not in charge. 